everyone. Welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Angie Stanley. I am freaking pumped for today's conversation. So go to Impressions Bakery and get a treat. Go on a walk. Heck, do both. And enjoy today's episode. Today in the podcast, we're chatting with Graham Lichty, Jesus follower, husband, father of six, and owner of the infamous Impressions Bakery and Cafe. We love Impressions, and we're so excited for you to hear all about Graham's story, his walk with Jesus, starting Impressions, and yeah, talking a little bit more about identity in Christ. It's a great conversation. Enjoy. podcast now that we're recording so thank you for being here we we are so pumped like uh when you came and shared at Gaines and shared your story like Jed and I were messaging and like the like the private zoom <laughs> chat we're like we need him to come on the podcast and it's like exactly some of the things you're sharing are exactly what kind of our vision has been for this season and talking about identity and identity as Christ followers over, you know, identity as a youth worker or a cafe owner or all those things. So we're very thankful that you're here with us. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, we like to start things off giving people a chance just to, to get to know you a little bit. Some people will know you from impressions, whether they're friends from the city or people from Lister will definitely know you. Uh, but we'll just ask you a few little fun fact questions to get to know you a bit more. So first off, where did you grow up? I grew up just outside of Brussels, oh, actually. Okay. Nice, nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of local, kind of not. Ironically, <laughs> I never really came to Listowel. Mm. Oh. Up. We always shopped and did most of our stuff in Waterloo. Mm. So I know Waterloo and Kitchener a lot better, and Stratford a lot better than I do Listowel. Mm. Huh. Well, we're glad you're here, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long have you been married? Nine years. Nine years. Yeah, the other day. Um I was talking to Dre, and she was like, can you believe we were married for nine years? I was like, wait, I just told three people we were married for eight years. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, it's gone by way too fast, but... Oh, that's sweet. That's awesome. And how many kids do you have? Six. Six. Yeah, four boys and two girls. Oh, Mm. that's awesome. Would you consider yourself more of a morning person or a night person? Definitely a night person. Mm. I'm not a morning person. Um, I'm the person that gets out of bed and, like, looks at the world driving around going like why what drives people to do this <laughs> yeah i hate morning <laughs> mm. if you had a completely free day and you can spend it however you wanted to what would you do with the family for sure mm. um yeah just spending time and entering their world mm. Mm. awesome oh this is a fun one jen comes up with these questions what are three words you would use to describe yourself Oh, I missed this question. <laughs> um, probably serious would be one. Mm. Um, everyone has thought I'm serious. Like, why don't you smile more kind of thing. <laughs> and I tend to take life on a very serious note mm. in some ways. And I, I kind of hate it because I wish I would be more fun. And like my, my brother, who's right after me, always stole my friends because he was more funny than I was. Mm. Um, second word would probably be that the bakery has called me is dramatic. I never really <laughs> thought of myself as a dramatic individual until I started mm. working with other people. Um, I think I'm more dramatic because I like, I like, I like the reactions. Mm. So maybe it's a put on 
dramatic, and then I <laughs> don't exactly think of myself as that. Mm. Um, the other one, I don't, I don't know what another one would be, um, except that I, I really, yeah, I, I do love the Lord. Mm. However, whatever you want to call that, mm, mm-hmm. but that has grown so much mm. the past yeah. few years. Awesome. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? I really want to go to Paris, mm. France. I really want to go to the culture around around there and experience the food and the mm-hmm. culture and the people. Yes. I would love to go there one day, too. My parents are big foodies, and they always talk about how great the food is in Paris, but they never brought me on that trip. So, you know, it's <laughs> like, okay, thanks, thanks. <laughs> what is your favorite item on the menu at Impressions? Uh, right now, I really love the um, brioche custard tarts, and <gasps> I think... Part of the reason is, I actually brought you one. Um, part of the reason would be, I think, because it's seasonal fruit. Mm. And I really like the way it showcases that. Um, you've got your custard, you've got your your brioche dough, but then you also have that burst of seasonal whatever it is. Mm. And it's something that I've just recently kind of came up with. I've been watching people do them, and I've failed at them a bunch of times mm-hmm. until I finally figured out how to do it. Mm. <laughs> They're not even that complicated, but... Um, I really like, yeah, it showcases local. It showcases um, just the the essence of summer and fall and winter and what, what it's all about. Mm. Fun. All right, and one last question. If you were not working at Impressions, what would you do? Wow. So as a Christian <laughs> or a non-Christian? <laughs> I love music. I really love music. I would love to be... I would have loved in my, you know, in another life to be a professional singer. Mm. Um, really, really it, more of the classical um, setting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would really love to do that. The other thing would be acting. I'd love to do like drama. That uh. kind of thing. Working at Stratford Festival would have just been a dream. Mm. <laughs> We're seeing this serious dramatic side come exactly, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else more that we could possibly know about you after those questions. <laughs> but if there's anything else you'd like to add, just tell us a bit more about yourself, what you think people would want to know. Um, myself. So um, I, I guess I'm an individual on a journey like everyone is. Um, but I think in the past two years, and I hope you're okay with crying because I might cry because <laughs> I cry. I cry. So this is something you're going to know about me, <laughs> especially with the things of, of the Lord, because mm-hmm. he is, he has been so gracious to me. Um, but I think I am learning what surrender looks like more and more. And mm-hmm. you want to know more about me. I want you to see more of Christ. That's really my ultimate goal. I want I don't want people to see me. I really want people to see a reflection of the one inside me, mm. of the life that I am living. Um, because I gave my life away to him when I was 17. And I didn't understand what that was at the time. And I think everyone does that because that is the first yes. Mm. And then there are more yeses along that journey as we as we grow and as he shows us a little bit more of himself, we say yes to him a little bit more and he's a little more trustworthy. Mm. Um, but I have said yes multiple times and I want to continue saying yes. Um, and I guess my life, I want to be a reflection of Christ, not just like, Oh, 
there's Graham and he's doing what Jesus wants him to do. No, this is Jesus living his life through me. I'm just a channel. Mm -hmm. Um, just like Jesus walking this earth, it was Jesus in human form, but it was God living within him. Um, and he came to do the will of his father. And I really want to do the will of my older brother, Jesus Christ, um, Mm -hmm. who is living in me. And I want to be that footprint. I want to leave that footprint, his footprint, Mm -hmm. um, wherever I go. So that is really, um, I guess less of me, more of him. Mm -hmm. That's a little nutshell of, of who I am. If that makes any any sense yeah it's wonderful yeah it does I think I was telling Ainsley about this I'm like sometimes this whole like hosting thing or whatever you want to call what we do (laughs) is so hard because it's like we're supposed to have a response and then like transition to the next (laughs) question but sometimes people are talking you're like wow (laughs) just hear us both hmm (laughs) (laughs) I just think like how I was actually thinking about that this morning of like what a gift it is that God has opened our eyes to see him Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't see him on my own. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like what a gift it is that like, he's actually changed me. Like he's actually like, yeah, I just, uh, and the realization that it's not anything you've done. Mm -hmm. So I had this smart idea that it was like, (laughs) I, it's still a choice. I said, yes, Mm. I wouldn't have said yes. Had the Lord not drawn me, Mm. you know, it's not anything I've done. It's totally not. Also, I could boast in my salvation. Mm, mm -hmm. I can't. I cannot. Mm. And he continually just graciously chips away at removing us. Mm -hmm. This is so beautiful. Come on. I'm getting like... (laughs) (laughs) She's so excited. Okay, but we do need to get into some questions. I feel like we could just talk about like... Yeah, we could talk about this all day. But that's really beautiful. Thank you. Um, So yes, if people don't know what impressions is, we've thrown around impressions. Impressions is the best bakery and coffee house ever (laughs) you're hearing you're hearing it now um so you are the owner of impressions and so today we're going to kind of dive into um behind the scenes so to speak um I would love to hear what life looked like when you and your family were kind of inspired to start this coffee shop what did life look like for you guys before you said Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm um, I don't know that there was necessarily a before because it, it's been a growing, it's been a growing and mm. it's been slow. Um, but I would say, I would say it, it, it really, we got married and I worked in Waterloo, um, nine years ago we got married and we worked in Waterloo. <laughs> not eight. And, and <laughs> not eight. Um, and I loved the, f- that was like my first job outside of like family. Like I grew up on a farm and so. And we had a produce company, and we did, we wholesaled produce to restaurants in Stratford. Um, and I got into the back door as a delivery guy. I got into the back door of a lot of food places, a lot of restaurants, very, very high-end restaurants, down to your little cafe diner. Um, and it was that that inspired, I think, or kept alive the love of cooking and baking and food and that culture. Um, I saw a lot of stress that I didn't understand about until there's a lot of days that I go through stress and I'm like, that's why that person was so angry at mm. me and didn't want to sign my bill. Uh, when I went, cause like I understand now from coming from this side. So I always loved food as a, as a young boy, I would, I loved making mess in the kitchen. Um, the mess part hasn't changed <laughs> and the kitchen part hasn't changed. Mm. Um, but so I've always loved that. And then, you know, going through the deliveries, I, it kept that kept 
kept it alive. And then I always thought it would be fun to do food better, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. It's just, I would eat a lot of food and be like, yeah, but this came out of a box. This came out of a pail. This came out of, this has shortening in it and not butter. It's supposed to be butter. It would drive me nuts. And you would, you get this beautiful, amazing looking food, especially dessert. And you eat it and it's just like, that totally was not worth the thousand calories I just ingested. <laughs> like it, it's sweet, which makes you keep eating it. And you mm. kind of keep wondering like, what, what is missing? What is, mm. there's something missing in this. Um, you don't really taste the fruit. You don't really taste the, it's just, uh. and so that, that kind of drove me to be like, it would be fun to open up a bakery that actually had s- food that tasted <laughs> that as good as mm. it looked kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, got married. So that's, that was part of the, the, the bakery experience that I had in Waterloo was was making that alive, and it was a gluten free bakery, so there was challenges to that. Um, but it was that they used real dairy and real you know real stuff, um, so I really enjoyed that, and I learned a lot in that setting. Got got married and and stayed in that job, and then we moved out to British Columbia, um, simply for finance reasons. Um, I was not making enough to to keep living. We had our first child in Kitchen Waterloo. That's where we lived, um, in Waterloo actually. And moved out to British Columbia, and that's where I worked in glass, so like windows, doors, windshields, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And that's when I realized I hated this. Like, I am not meant for construction of any sort. Um, yeah, I could install a door, but I, I, I did not enjoy I didn't want to get up in the morning. And when you're not a morning person and you have that on top of it, mm. you really don't want to get up in the morning. <laughs> um, so things like that. That's when it was cemented in me what I really loved. But I always thought that I could make it work out there because, once again, the Lord is slowly chipping away at me and mm-hmm. wanting his yes. Uh, and I thought there's got to be a way of making this happen out there because um, I didn't want to move back to Ontario. Truth be told, I actually don't want to be in Ontario. Yeah. This is another yes. <laughs> um, and it's nothing to do with Ontario, but I grew up here, right? It's mm. boring in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we have? We have the lake. <laughs> we don't <Yeah>. have mountains. <laughs> uh, you know, and mm. so things like that. And I just tasted the culture out there. And But I'm, I'm running away on a bunny trail. But before this all happened, you might ask, it actually came out of a wanting to... Um, we got married and we were just looking for coffee places to actually go out on a date on. Mm. And that was where it got frustrated because we were frustrated. It was because they were always full with university kids. And we had this idea like why in our culture, in our Christian culture, is it so much easier to go to China in some ways and or Toronto or, you know, we go on these mission trips, you know, far away. Why don't we do it here in mm. a local way because we have all of these students coming to our back door. So that's how it started, actually, mm. kind of as a missions, but just coffee shop. And over the course of time, um, we moved out to British Columbia and still kept that that um, desire alive, I guess. Uh, we knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know when. And the Lord has done a lot. I could be here forever talking about that, but um, the Lord has done a lot to make that happen, um, including moving us back here and Moving us back here was not just like, yeah, I feel like the Lord's calling us back to Ontario. There were, I put up a big fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe another word that you could put on there that describes me as stubborn. I'm a very <laughs> stubborn individual. And if someone tells me um, that you should do something, I probably won't. 
just because you said I should. That's how stubborn I am. <laughs> and so when the Lord asks me to do something, it's a serious give for me. Um, but I need to know that it, I need to know um, that it's him. And so moving back to Ontario was no small task. I put up a fight for three months. It was a very unhappy individual because I did not want to move back to Ontario. Um, and I put out, there were four prayers specifically, very specific um, prayers that I prayed that um, I knew how the answer was going to be. And that was the opposite. Like the Lord, the Lord clearly told us to move back. And it was those times it's while I'm here that I, I have to go back to those times because if I, if I just mm. came back to Ontario on a whim, mm -hmm. um, I would be unhappy, mm -hmm. but I know that this is where the Lord wants us. And so I can, I can walk in confidence mm -hmm. with that. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Um, can you talk to us a little bit of just about the journey of like opening impressions and even kind of touching, cause you share with us last time that you guys have a philosophy of being debt free and not yes. living in debt. And I know that was like a big part of even opening up a place and having real estate and different things like that. Um, so yeah, can you just talk a little bit um, about what that looked like while starting Impressions? Yeah. So that was not my philosophy getting married. Um, mm. I got married with very little. Um, basically had to sell my wife's car in order to go on our honeymoon. We used that, sold her car to her sister. She gave us the money. We went on the honeymoon with that money, with that car, and then came back and <laughs> gave the car back to her. <laughs> so that's how like tight we were. And then we came back and we didn't have enough money for an air mattress. Yes, we did. We had enough money for air mattress and toilet paper. And so mm. that's how we started our married life. We went to Walmart and got those two things and we sat there in the Walmart aisle arguing whether or not we should get a more expensive one that was 10 bucks more or like, or like a $10 cheaper one. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's how tight it was for us. Um, through that time, shortly after we got married, we, we um, went through a seminar, a financial seminar. And I really had no, it was just something to go through because I had it. Um, and in there is when I got this philosophy of debt-free. And it, this philosophy has been around. It's not a, even a philosophy. It's just <laughs> a, a way of living. Yeah. Um, but when we got married, Dre and I, one of the things we told the Lord is we do not want to be, um, I don't even know the word. I guess we don't want to be like everybody else for lack of a way of, mm -hmm. of saying it. Um, no judgment whatsoever, but we want to be different. I want to be, I want to be for him. I want to, everything I do, I want to be for him. Little did I realize just what that means. <laughs> And how much he, he holds you to that. Um, I said yes to him there. And I said, Lord, I want, I want our family to be for you. I want this marriage to be for you. I want everything I do to be for you. And he has kept that alive. And he has kept, he has kept bringing me back to that. Be like, but you're, you're different. Mm. And I am different because of it. Um, so when it, when it came to um, debt-free, we went through that financial seminar, and in there was, we were expecting at the time, and it was not planned. <laughs> and I wasn't so happy about it because mm -hmm. I wanted more money first before we actually have a child. Mm -hmm. I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but if you are waiting to have a child because you want more money first, 
um, just go have the child because <laughs> have children. That is that is God's ultimate plan. He will provide. I have. I I will promise you. He will provide. If you seek Him, He will provide. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what happened. So with that um, seminar, at the end, he talked about the gift of children and how just how how much the Lord does provide because. Um, children is are such a blessing and it's it's a way that that God literally blesses us in a tangible physical way um and that broke me that was when I changed from not sure if I liked children to just wanting them Mm -hmm. um and our oldest was born Kendon and that's that's when I started really living a life dependent on the Lord Mm -hmm. um for everything and it's it's grown from there, um, but I want to be that person that lives a life dependent. I George Mueller has been um, a huge inspiration to me, and he had orphanages and he didn't ask for money. Mm. He told the Lord about his need, and I was like, "What if that could happen modern day?" Mm. Little did I know how hard that was, <laughs> um, because God doesn't just give you a million dollars and be like, "Hey, I provided for you. Now go do something." Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that. Um, he's more interested in your character and your faith. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he, is, he is the author and the finisher of our faith, but he authorizes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think you're going to do it on your own, it's not going to happen. It just won't. And so Impressions is a testament to God's faithfulness. It really is. And so when you see Impressions, when you drive by Impressions, Think of it as a testament to the Lord's faith rather than, oh, Graham's so awesome. Like, look at what he did. It's not Mm. really about me. It's not something that I did. It's really the Lord providing. And God has provided for us in so many incredible ways. One of the biggest, uh, well, not one of the biggest ways necessarily, but a big way would be the espresso machine that we have um, was literally given to us. Someone dropped the money at the um, place that we had. We had picked out our espresso machine and everything, but someone they called up and they were like, hey, we have money sitting here to actually purchase that machine. And w- I thought it was just something I was going to have to work towards, right? So we opened our bakery without a coffee espresso machine. Mm-hmm. I even got a bad re- review on Google at the start because we didn't have no coffee. <laughs> we had no espresso. <laughs> and it says that they say they're a coffee house. <laughs> uh, mm. But it was something that we were working towards. And so, but yeah, um, mm. that was given. I was not expecting that. That was that was given by the I, to this day, I don't know who mm. who did that. So if you're hearing this and you've done it, thank you, because <laughs> um, I would love to thank. I, there's so many times I would love to thank the people that mm. um, have given. But there's been anonymous giving. There's been giving that I know the people. Um, our storefront, the way that all happened, was literally out of giving and mm. out of incredible miracle. So I I could. I don't know how much time I have to talk about how the Lord has provided, but yeah, there's a lot of stories, a lot of little stories that make up impressions. Mm. Hmm. How would you say that your kind of dependence on God? We would love to hear some stories from people. I know you've shared mm-hmm. with us. Um, Cause yeah, like you said, like living in dependence, like that really strengthens your relationship with God because you don't have a choice, right? Like, <laughs> really, like what it sounds like, you wouldn't even have a choice. So, I mean, yeah, like we'd love to hear a little bit about that, how it's mm-hmm. kind of strengthened that relationship with God. I talk to him a whole lot more than I'd, I probably would if I didn't. <laughs> um, there will be days that I'm, not days, just moments that 
um, something will happen at work, like say, okay, for the other case in point, we got AC units the other day. And um, I guess the power was not, we don't have enough power in the building to actually support them. So all of a sudden, just like that in the middle of the day, everything went off. And it was a <laughs> very hot day and it was warming up by the second. And our lights were running at half power and there were no stoves, no ovens. Our espresso machine was off. There were customers in. And I was, my first thought is panic because that's just what I do. And I just had to stop and be like, okay, so the promise is that all things work together for good. And the promise is that if you love the Lord, which I do, um, this literally, this thing that's happening right now will work together for God's greater good. Not my greater good, but for God's greater good. So I took a deep breath and I just told the Lord, I was like, Lord, I don't even know who to call right now because I, I think this is a power thing, um, but would you just give me wisdom? Simple things like that. I need to turn to him for, for, the, for the small things. Mm. For the small things sometimes. Um, there'll just be times where I'm thinking and I, I want to get worried and I want to get stressed and I want to get, and I'm just like, Lord, this, this is yours. I have to keep giving this away to you. Mm. This is actually your your stress. Um, so the other thing, I can still remember this very clearly, and I I don't know why the story is standing out, so I'm just going to say it now. <laughs> um, but our electrician, um, we got everything wired for our building when I didn't have the money. And I knew the bill was going to be a ton of money, but I didn't know quite how much money it was going to be. And um, so they did all awesome, awesome guys. Um, they did all of the electrical. I don't know if, I don't even know if to this day he knows that I didn't have the money when he started, but, mm. um, I knew the money was going to be there because I, I knew that this was the next step and I needed to take the next step. And so I let the bill sit for a whole month because I didn't have any money to pay. It. Uh, and I remember getting close to like, uh, it was getting close to the end of the month. And I was just like, Lord, this I kept getting like more and more worried. Like, where is this coming from? And um, it got so bad that I was just like, okay, I actually have to do something physical about this because if I don't, I'm going to worry myself to death. So I actually got the, the bill. I laid it out. I just laid my hands on it. And I was like, Lord, this is yours. So from now on, this is not my bill. Like, I know this has been yours all along, but I keep hanging on to it. So mm -hmm. I'm just giving this away to you. I can't walk around with this anymore, um, so please take care of it. Thank you. <laughs> and the next day, I got, unbeknownst to me, like, the government has done a lot of things in my life. <laughs> there have been little, like, checks that and big checks that have come in that I was not expecting along the way. Um, and there was one that literally covered it to the T. Wow. Like to the T. And I was like, I will just transfer this <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, thank wow. you, government of Canada. <laughs> and thank you, Lord. <laughs> but wow. it's but that was just like one of those things where like I had I have to just keep giving it away. Mm. That that is one of the biggest things I'm learning too. It's just mm -hmm. the stress is not my stress to handle. Mm. Um that's easier said than done. It's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Again, mm -hmm. supposed to have some like nice transition <laughs> thing before the next question, but God's good. Holy smokes. He is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, the other thing is like, uh, so, you know, we've decided that maybe we will rent for the rest of our lives, mm -hmm. lives, 
we've been struggling with that, actually, to be truthfully honest. Um, do we want to rent all of our life? No. And then there'll be people that argue that renting is the same as paying for a mortgage. To them, it might be. Mm. This is what God has asked us to do. Mm. Um, and so this story isn't to step on anyone's toes by any or judge anyone mm -hmm. by the way you live your life. But I know, I know that this is what God has asked us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and our journey and impressions is part of that. It's mm -hmm. very much a part of that. So, um, I took a little step further, I guess. And I was challenged that like, you know, it's not just about money that I need to rely on the Lord for. There are things like, um, I think I, I hired one person. It was the f one person for impressions. The rest have all come. Mm. and it was after I hired the first person that I was like, so I can depend on the Lord on money, but I can't depend. Because I was getting stressed, I guess, on how do I know who I'm supposed to hire? Mm. How do I know the right person is going to come? And and so I gave that to the Lord too. And it is incredible the way the Lord can bring the right person mm. at the right time. Yeah. And I have stories about that too. But literally every person at Impressions is an answer to prayer. Mm -hmm. And when I get desperate, I start, I just fast and pray. And I keep telling the Lord that there's a need. Mm. Um, and it is incredible how God has placed the people at Impressions there. They, they fit a specific role. Mm. Um, and yeah, the Lord knows a whole lot better what I need than mm. I do myself. And so it's, it's been incredible. It's running, running a business God's way is I'm learning so backwards from what I think. Mm. Mm -hmm. it, I have to kind of throw out what I think is the right way mm. and let the Lord take care of it. And mm. it's, it's hard, but it's so rich. It's so good. Like I, I talk a lot about the hard, but man, the blessings in it is, are, are far exceed. Mm -hmm. mm. I was again thinking and chatting with somebody about this like society's perspective on success is so warped yeah like you talking about like buying a house and stuff like that like Ainsley, Ainsley and I are in like are entering our mid-20s which is nuts <laughs> but like my life looks nothing of how I thought it would like we're full-time missionaries in List Wall <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a, an easy thing. It's a um, dream. <laughs> no, no. And yet, like, God, as you're speaking, it's just, like, God continues to remind me to, like, be locked and loaded on him. To, like, mm -hmm. not pay attention to what everybody else mm -hmm. is doing or what I, quote, unquote, should be doing mm -hmm. or any of that. But, like, all my needs are met in him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he will take care of the next thing to come. And he's trustworthy to prepare us for the next thing, even if we have no idea what the heck that is. <laughs> and so, yeah, thank you for that reminder. Cause as you're sharing that, I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. Thank you for this reminder because like, I'm surprised with how often I forget that. It's and yet, so easy though. Cause yeah. we are bombarded around mm -hmm. us with mm -hmm. distractions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thought mm -hmm. just, I just got, was aware of this a couple weeks ago is how, our life, which is Christ's life, we're living Christ's life in us. And I can't, this, I guess it just hit me in such a fresh way that I can't get this out of my mind. But mm. like my life is not mine because I've given it to the Lord. So he came and entered me and now I live his divine life. Mm. The Bible says we are seated with him in heavenly places. Like Jen, where are you right now? 
physically. <laughs> physically, I'm here. <laughs> physically, you're here. But where are you actually? Mm. In reality, mm. and we always talk about spiritual stuff as like kind of that thing that we don't really think about. Mm-hmm. In reality, though, as a Christian and as a believer, mm. you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Mm. Guess what you're experiencing with him? All of the riches of Christ Jesus. So the Christian life is actually a provided life. Mm. We talk about we need to love our neighbor, which is the greatest commandment. That love isn't from me. Mm. It's provided to me to channel onto the next person. Mm. We're supposed to forgive. That forgiveness, I don't have to be like, well, I think I'm forgiving that person. No. (laughs) Lord, forgive that person. I'm just Mm. a channel. That's Mm -hmm. because it's his life. Mm -hmm. So the life that you're living, Jen and Ainsley, are completely... It's a channel. You're just basically ref- moving that forgiveness, that mercy, that love, that mm-hmm. everything that God gives you and is in you, you just give to the next person. So it's a provided life. Like he not only gives you the life to live, but he actually provides everything you need for that life. It's so it's it's so mind-blowing. Like you can't help but love the Lord. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's things like this that I'm just, I'm just, ah, I just, there's no words. <laughs> Mm. and it changes like our identity is changed like this Mm. whole season is called identity crisis but as you're speaking it's like yeah that weight and that responsibility to like i need to figure my life out yeah there's things Mm -hmm. that we need to do right right we live in a physical world yeah okay yeah but like he takes it oh so good i'm just (laughs) getting so excited yeah (laughs) um you've talked about some of the challenges uh, that have come from specifically we're talking about impressions here and, and in life that that's caused. But what have been, as you think back, some of the greatest joys that you and your family have experienced over these last few years? So this one, this question I've been thinking about for a while because Jen and Ainsley so graciously for those on the podcast, I actually have a list of questions. Before <laughs> I'm just giving away all the secrets. You can edit that out if you need to. <laughs> we don't want anyone but to this, know. Yeah. <laughs> but this question stumped me. And it. do you know wow. what? It really actually made me realize mm. what I focus on. So this, thank you for the question because it's challenged me actually. Hmm. Do I look at at things as a joy or do I just look at like all of the hardships I'm enduring for Christ? You know Mm. what I mean? Mm. And this, like I was talking to Drea, I was just like, man, so what are some of the joys that we've experienced? And we always talk about the heart of impressions and the heart of trust and the heart of faith and the heart of following the Lord and the heart. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so he provides we're talking about a provided life. Mm. He not only provides, you know, all of that. So he's, he provides joy. He is joy. He's the ultimate expression of joy. Mm. And he's in me. And I'm living that joy. That's crazy. So <laughs> I have joy beyond mm. what anybody has. Yeah. Why do I find everything so hard? Mm. You know? And once again, it's like you, it's like you said, um, it really is perspective. Like, what are we focusing on? Mm, mm-hmm. And so that question has made me f- really think about the joys of, and I have to say the biggest joy in my life has been my children. Mm. And this is part of the reason impressions um, exists and people don't know this yet, but there's coming a day when this is going to be fulfilled. Mm. <laughs> This is sounding all prophetic now, but <laughs> Love it. one of the, one of the things that I want impressions to do 
And that is the finances from impressions. I want to help children. Mm. I want to help those that do not have a voice for themselves. I want to, the oppressed are crying daily. Mm-hmm. And as, as the body of Christ on this earth, there has got to be something I can do that helps the cry of the oppressed. Mm. And one of them are children. And they, uh, abortion is something that is, gets me so angry. I could hardly, I can hardly talk or think sometimes Mm. partly because, and I think because I have my own children and I know just what they are and the blessing they are. And society has cheapened children. Mm. We speak negatively. Of th- I sometimes have to watch that I don't become like that culture that I'm around where I s- talk about a bother some, uh, one of my children are. It is so easy to cheapen the preciousness and the, the joy that children are. And so when you mm-hmm. talk about joy, I can't think of a more ultimate expression of the joy of my joy as a father or as a person here as having children, mm-hmm. as going home and being with my family is like, there is nothing more. And, and I've got the comment, well, like, once you have too many children, you can't spread the love around. And so they don't get loved as much. So it's better to have less than more. And so I already, I'm, I have six kids. I'm bordering on a massive family. Do I have too many children? I don't think so. <laughs> Does my wife think so? No. We want to have more children if the Lord, if the Lord lets us. Um, but the whole thought that you can't love children enough is like saying, it's not my love to love. Mm-hmm. Once again, my life is a provided life. So it's the Lord's love that will, he will give me enough love for my children. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you talk about joy, children are the ultimate expression of joy. And and going home, probably, that is the biggest joy. And it, it's grown. I've gotten more and more joy over the years as I've gotten, as I've attained more children. Um, more gifts from the Lord, and they have brought so much joy into my life. I, I can't say impressions is is my ultimate joy. It's not. Um, do I enjoy working there? Yes, most <laughs> days. <laughs> but I guess working at, from you know from the person that runs it kind of thing perspective, um, it's not as it's not as as fun, or as much. It doesn't bring as much joy as my family actually does. Mm. And so children, I just, I love children so much. And I I think God has a very, very tender spot in his heart. Mm -hmm. They don't have voices Mm -hmm. like us adults do necessarily. And, and I want to use the finances from impressions as we grow, Mm -hmm. um, to make an impact Mm -hmm. in, in the world, in, in the view we have on children. Mm. How that looks, I have a lot of opinions and I have a lot of <laughs> ideas. Mm. Um, I'm just not going to share them yet right now. Yeah, that's very okay. <laughs> that's mm. I think that's really beautiful too because when you think about God's family like and the adoption that we've mm-hmm. all received into mm-hmm. his family, like it, it doesn't matter if you have your own children, right? Like we're single, I don't have any kids and yet like we have a whole slew of kids who come mm-hmm. here who it's like, Right now in my season, in this season of life I'm in, I get to be their big sister. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like That is so cool. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think God's really opened my eyes to see that your life doesn't have to look like ABC. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It often doesn't. That, yeah, he gives us that opportunity to do that. And I just get so excited hearing your passion and love for that in your heart for impressions to, yeah, to like, to be there for those kids 
in general. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty vague, but to like actively um, do something about it, I just think it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, amazing. Because we, if you think about it, we are we are adopted. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone who should understand adoption, it's us. Yeah, because we are adopted. That that's us. We are adopted into Christ. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sons and we're children. Mm-hmm. It should be our natural, like our, our natural thing to do is go reach out to more children yeah. in the physical world. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, Jesus rebukes the religious people mm-hmm. for not letting the children be near him, right? Like we see it right, yeah. right so explicitly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's a beautiful gift. And yeah, like Jen said, we are we also find joy in working with children, but it's obviously a little bit different than being a dad, but <laughs> but we will <laughs> can't relate it's to still that though. It's still though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing, Christ loving us that we can extend to mm-hmm. show them their worth. And I think that's beautiful. So um yeah, just another question about kind of how your uh your how many years has impressions been a thing? I don't even know how long you've been because it question. was the back door for a while. Yeah, it was a back door for a year, and then it was, it was kind of out of our home for a while. So this October will be two years that the storefront has been the open. The storefront's wow. been open, yeah. And I'm gonna say so about four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could go back, would you change anything? This is another one. I <laughs> I actually don't think I could. Mm. Um. Simply because I did not see the big picture as a person I had no expectations. I I should back up. That makes me sound perfect. I am not perfect. <laughs> okay. I mm. guess I guess I didn't really realize what I was getting into. Mm. Put it that way. Mm. Um and so I am kind of simple in the way that I do have blonde hair for anyone that wants to know. And I actually act on that <laughs> a lot of the time. And I've been, I've been told that like, you're just too simple. And I am in some ways I'm simple, I, I, but I, I keep saying the Lord like really needs a simple, dumb person to follow <laughs> for real, because saying yes to some of his craziness is you, you can't be thinking about it too much. The second you think about the thing too much, it, it literally freaks you out and you'll, mm-hmm. you won't, you won't say yes. Yeah. Um, so, so looking back, it was a whole bunch of small yeses that created impressions. Did I have this massive big pic? Absolutely not. And this is why I don't really talk about the whole child aspect of things yet, because it's a whole lot of things in my mind, but oh my goodness, the second I start talking about it and saying, this is what I want to do, the Lord just kind of has a gentle way of twisting it to, to like go down his stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have this set out straight path and it kind of takes mm-hmm. its twists and turns. And all of a sudden it's something that's like, whoa, this totally, it's, it's awesome and it's cool, but this is not what I had in mind. But, it, but now I can't take credit for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that really is how Impressions is. Mm-hmm. It has taken so many twists and turns and dives. I mean, it wasn't to be in Listowel for that was number one. It was to be in Waterloo with wow. the university, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't to be a bakery. It was to be a coffee shop in Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just wasn't to be everything. It, <laughs> a lot of the things it is, mm-hmm. but the Lord has taken it, taken it his route. And, and, and now I can't, I can't say that, that yep. Yeah. I, look at what I just did. It's not mine. It, I manage it, but I ultimately view this as the Lord's, the Lord's thing. And I'm, I'm the manager 
of impressions, more or less. And so looking back, no, I, I don't think so. The joys and the hards of, of everything that we've done, I can see a bigger picture mm -hmm. through it. And I've talked about this before, but looking back and seeing some of the things that I might have struggled in, um, I realized he was just preparing me for something more. Mm -hmm. And to this day, it's the same way. Mm -hmm. Because you can choose to look at, and here I am talking about hard again, but <laughs> you can choose to look at the hard or, or the things that come into your life as something that's just an annoyance or being like, you know what, this, uh, this is preparing me for something. Everything that happens in your life is for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that's not just karma or, or, you know, you are enough kind of thought. This is the Lord's hand mm. in your life. Mm -hmm. And if you are his, he will, he will, he'll direct you and guide you. And so, no, I don't think I would change anything um, with the journey. God has been so good to us. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've been talking about this all throughout our conversation, this piece of identity. But how, for you specifically, as you think back, along this journey, how has God refined you and your identity in him over the last, we'll say, we'll say nine years. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be a lot more about me mm. and what I could do for mm. the Lord. Mm. That was big because I was an on fire young person that wanted to do things for the Lord. And if you're a youth listening to this podcast and you are in a youth group I want you to just think about, there's a lot of talk about what can we do for God? Mm. Rather just give yourself up and say, I'm here for what you want. And that is literally how God has changed me from, he's still working on it. I'm, I'm still not, and I will never be there. Not until, not until I get to eternity, I'm sure, because, um, this is a, this is a journey that everyone is on. Mm. But, I think that was that's the biggest thing that he's kind of and and impressions just taking its own thing and and me realizing like oh my goodness I can't take credit for that anymore mm -hmm. um, has mm -hmm. just awakened that it's like what can I do for God mm -hmm. now the Lord is so gracious and so merciful and so kind that he will take you in what can I do for the Lord I want to do anything I can do for the Lord and he will just kind of bend you and he will just kind of like flip it around to all of a sudden. You will be. But mm -hmm. if you have a heart that is truly wanting to do the Lord, remember who you are. And the answer to who you are is not you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is the mm -hmm. ultimate salvation. I mean, that is the salvation in a nutshell, is mm -hmm. giving my life to the Lord, and then it's not yours anymore. Mm -hmm. And we have issues with trying to, you know, get that life back our, our, you know, in our flesh. But, but just... Uh, daily reminding yourself that this is the Lord's life I'm living. This mm -hmm. isn't my life anymore because I've given that life away. So now this is the Lord's. I am a new creature. I am a new person. I am sitting with Christ in heavenly places. If you, if you just remind yourself daily and soak yourself with that, um, you can't help but do what he wants for mm -hmm. you. And that is, I think, the biggest thing that has changed me is realizing, just realizing that I am, I am, I, my heart and desire is to do what the Lord wants rather than I want all these grand, grand things to do. Mm -hmm. I want to do all of these grand things mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so my identity has kind of gotten hidden a little more mm -hmm. in some ways. Mm 
Oh, yeah, that's good. I think when I first started at YFC, I mean, I was like, wow, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I thought I would get to this point where I'm like, wow, I know exactly what I'm doing now. And I'm like, that's kind of not how following Jesus works. Like, I feel more and more like, I have no idea, God, but Mm -hmm. I know that you direct our steps. Like, I know that you are going before me and just taking faith in that because, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's, uh, you know, people will say, oh my goodness, what am I? And I'm like, trust me trust me i have no i am nothing of my own like believe it but or not but you guys have a podcast and you We're take care of these now. kids and it's like yeah oh. like you're yeah. you're up there though it's, it's oh like the gosh. more you get hit in christ the more you realize how much you don't have an agenda like you oh, just yeah. i don't have goals like mm-hmm. someone just asked me so what are your five-year goals <laughs> i was like i i used to think that way though yeah but yeah. and like every influencer you follow like it's around us so much yeah. like mm-hmm. oh you need to have those goals you need to write them on paper mm-hmm. and to be fair there there is you have to you have to kind of have a general idea of where mm-hmm. you you know I do feel like the Lord puts desires in your hearts mm-hmm. so that verse where the Lord will give you the desires of your heart or your heart's desires or however that goes um Think of it in the fact that the Lord actually gives you the desires mm-hmm. and then you act out on those desires. I always thought it was like, so if I have a desire, the Lord will just give it to me. Mm-hmm. But those desires become the Lord's desires mm-hmm. and therefore he will give. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of that change mm-hmm. of thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. One of your employees was just telling us about her a conversation she had with you about that. So a good one, just what you said. A good one. (laughs) (laughs) So that's great. So I mean, kind of along the same vein, but more towards work. How has your view of work changed? If it has. Yeah. That is a really, really good question Um, because I'm not sure it has actually changed in the Mm. fact that I want to get out of it more Mm. and more. And partly as my family grows, um, I have to, I'm a starter of things. That's who I am. I I like to start things. I have a horrible, I am horrible at keeping things going. So I love, I would, I would love to walk out of impressions now and start another thing that I want to do, you know, and have someone just take care of impressions for me. Mm -hmm. That's not quite how food works. (laughs) And, and I guess I guess impressions is kind of keeping me there and is teaching me, teaching me character mm-hmm. really, um, in maintaining and keeping things going. And, and when it comes to work, I, I'm learning to just find joy in the, it's not necessarily the mundane, but making spring rolls every day, <laughs> people love them, but it's not fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's to some people it might be, but to me, as someone who wants to go and start the next thing, mm. making spring rolls every single day, all summer long, is not my idea of fun. I would rather I, I want to go start something else. I want to mm. be into something exciting and you know making cakes. I thought I liked cakes, but man, making cakes is just it's such a it's just day in and day out, mm-hmm. and you know, and so my view of work, I don't know if it has necessarily changed as much as I am trying to, um, and sometimes I despise it. I despise how long I have to work there and how, how long I'm away from my family. Um, Mm -hmm. but one thing that has really helped is if I'm doing the Lord's work, I will do everything, um, unto him. Mm -hmm. And so that gives me joy in the mundane. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, I, I admire the girls that make fried pies. <laughs> <laughs> that's an everyday thing. Mm. And that's a long job. And mm. that's, um, I don't think people even realize just in, in some ways the sacrifice that that takes. It doesn't take sacrifice because you're getting paid for it. But mm. it takes it takes a mindset to get up every morning and go fill fry pies. And, and there's a lot of people in impressions. There's 18 people. And so it's not me. <laughs> this is not like, I guess every now and then I'll come to the front and someone will be like, wow, do you make all this? I'm just like, no, <laughs> no way. <laughs> nope. Mm. I don't even, des- I don't even necessarily design all the recipes, mm. you know? Um, so mm. my sister Grace does a lot and it, there's just so many people that make impressions tick. Mm. Yeah. It's not all about me. Mm-hmm. This is our last question, and we ask everybody this. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? I was also thinking about this one. <laughs> and I think, I so I lived with, um, I wouldn't say it was necessarily a piece of advice that was given to me as much as I was, I was deeply impacted by it. And that was when we moved out to British Columbia, um, kind of sold everything we had and moved and we're going to rent once I get out there. Well, you need first year's and last year's rent and or first month's and last month's rent. I didn't have a job yet. And it was just going to, the Lord was going to provide a place for us to live. Right. So I went out there and he didn't. Um, but Adrienne, my wife has an aunt and uncle out there and we lived in their trailer with them, um, while we were waited for a place for four months, three months. And then they actually found a place like the Lord just does things so different than what I want, (laughs) but they found a place and they moved out and we just kept on living where they were in the course of that time. Um, that man taught me so much. Mm. And I look back now at that hard time (laughs) as a, a gift. It was a truly, it was a, an amazing gift, being able to walk along him, walk beside him, see his day in and his day out. And the way he, um, the way the Lord was a conversation for him, it was an ongoing conversation. It was like it, it, he he lived and breathed the Lord in his conversation, in his walk, in his talk, everything in his interactions with people. Um, and, he didn't necessarily say it, but he alluded to it in that is you cannot do anything more than follow Christ and be Christ. Mm-hmm. And this concept of being Christ and living Christ's life in, is, is a concept we talk a lot about, but it's, it's hard to find. It really mm-hmm. is hard to find. Um, and that I think has left the biggest impact on me when it comes to an individual and advice Um, he has given, I can't, I don't, I can't necessarily think of everything he's, he's taught me. Um, but we still stay in touch because he is, he is a man of God and a man that, that doesn't follow what people think he should do, Mm. but he has a relationship with the Lord so deep that he knows. Mm. And I want to be that man. Mm. I want to be that man that has a relationship with the Lord so deep that I know I know when I'm supposed to be doing something and I know when I'm not supposed to be doing something. Thank you so much, Graham. I just am personally deeply encouraged. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people listening to this who are like, oh my gosh, it's Graham from Impressions. (laughs) And um, yeah, we're just so thankful again to serve alongside you in our community Mm -hmm. here. um, And that you guys do what you do well 
and people enjoy what you do. Like I've never eaten anything there that I have not liked. (laughs) 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 You, (laughs) but, but the heart behind it and, and you and the work that God has done in your life is, is nothing short of amazing. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for your honesty and your willingness to, to come here and share. It's a real gift. So thank you. And thank you for this opportunity. Really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really, really um, want people. There's a little plaque that one of my employees drew up free-handed. She doesn't live here anymore. She moved out to Alberta. Mm-hmm. But before she left, she there's a verse that I love, and she wrote it up and put it on a little plaque, and I have it sitting up on the front. Um, and it's now unto him who can do far more than we can ask or think. Be the glory. And that's really the ultimate expression of impressions and mm-hmm. what I want. Mm-hmm. So when you drive by impressions or come in impressions, take a look at the plaque and just remember really what it's about. And mm-hmm. and yeah, it's a test. I want it to be a testament of God mm-hmm. and his faithfulness to his children. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We have more amazing conversations like this coming up that you will not want to miss. So make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're using so you never miss a Monday episode. Also, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Just Work Friends. And if you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to give it a review. It helps us out and it helps us to know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Toodles. <laughs> Bye. Aww, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. <laughs> and have a Friday. <laughs> uh.